Why, hello there. This is Espiritismo part, mm, one of the parts of Espiritismo series. And today we're going to go into the spiritual frame. It's a really fun and good topic to go into because it's a topic that brings about a lot of confusion very commonly. We're following alongside of Espiritismo Puerto Rican Mediumship and Magic, written by me, Papa Hector. And it's me, Care Bear, the V and G here. We may have some more people popping in here sooner or later. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. You can donate to Mystic House via Cash App, Dollar Sign Hector Salva, or help at mysticalwork.com via PayPal. And today's topic, like I said, is the spiritual frame, which in Spanish is called the cuadro espiritual. And the spiritual frame, we say that everybody has a spiritual frame. All of the Afro-Caribbean traditions have the equivalent of a spiritual frame. Maybe they call it something different. Maybe they use different names. But everyone has basically a spiritual frame. And the spiritual frame brings about everything that comes along with our soul, our spirit, all the information as well as other spirits that work with us. So I want to start off by any questions, any commentary, anything from you guys? Yeah, um, about the spiritual cord. Many people, when they speak about the spiritual cord, they are confused about what is kind of like the hierarchy, so to speak, of their spiritual cord, meaning what spirits are the closest to them and what spirits are the furthest from them. And, you know, a lot of people, they say, oh, I have this little one in my spiritual cord or whatever, but they will also say, oh, I have my guardian angel, I have my spirit guides, etc. So what is kind of like the connection between what is the closest to us and what is the furthest, furthest away? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So one thing that I want to say before I jump into the spiritual court is that a lot of people confuse their spiritual frame with their spiritual court. The spiritual court is not the spiritual frame. It's not one in the same. The, the court is a part of the spiritual frame. So the court is the spirits that walk with the person. That's a part of the spiritual frame. But there's other parts of the spiritual frame, which include the causas of that person, their personal faculties, their gifts and abilities that they've developed, and their karmas. So those are other parts of the frame as a whole. When it comes to the spiritual court, we say that you have your guardian angel, you have your principal spiritual guide, you have the dead people that walk with you. And in the terms of the spiritual court, the guardian angel is supposed to be like the most important. Because the guardian angel protects you, guides you, helps you throughout the course of life. And is specific individual to you and to you and to you. Each individual has their own guardian angel that's specific to them. So that's considered the most important. After them, then it's usually whatever saint or mystery is a patron for you. So... For those of us who practice other traditions, usually that's whoever your head spirit is. 
So they're second in command right after the guardian angel, followed by your principal spiritual guide. Then all of your other spirits fall into place. Your principal spiritual guide is there to help transmit the messages between everybody else and you. And also to keep everything in order. So the principal spiritual guide acts like a guardian of the threshold, like a doorkeeper. Yeah, gatekeeper. And he or she brings the messages back and forth. And so a lot of times people say or wonder, does the principal spiritual guide work for their head spirit? But the principal spiritual guide doesn't work for your head spirit. It works for you. It's loyalty. It's connection lies with you, not with the head spirit. Your principal. Yeah, it's your most loyal ally. So that along with your guardian angel. Both of those components are your most loyal allies. They work for specifically for you and not on behalf of other spirits. They do work for other spirits in working for you, but you are the primary importance. And the principal spiritual guide. So next week in our next podcast, we're going to go through, start going through all the different groups of spiritual guides. The principal spiritual guide comes from one of those groups. One of those groups carries your principal spiritual guide, but you have to understand that in those groups, those groups are like classifications. So you might have a principal spiritual guide that's like a pirate, or you might have a principal spiritual guide that is a healer. When it comes to spiritual guides, we have two types. You have personal guides and you have traditional guides. Traditional guides or general guides are guides that anybody could go to or they guide many, many, many people. So one of them is like Jose Gregorio Hernandez. That's a doctor who's used for healing. He's a spiritual guide that anybody could go to and ask for healing from. And he helps many, many people he works with and helps many, many people. A personal spiritual guide only works with you, only works with an individual person, or they might be specific to a family line. So that's kind of how like the spiritual core aspect of things work. And once you go past your head spirit, your principal guide, the order of whatever other spirits are with you and importance are going to change person to person, depending on your particular life. Yeah, exactly. Or the purpose, what the purpose they have for you in your life. And they tell you that. Over time, yeah. yeah. So for the spiritual frame, when we talk about the spiritual frame, oftentimes we talk about gifts, faculties, um, capacities, and different things like that. So what happens when a person's spiritual frame is not taken care of? Like they don't take care of it or it's attacked or whatever the case may be. What happens then? So what happens is like I just had someone um, yesterday who had that condition. So what happens is they end up in the nut house. But uh, yeah, so and that's what happened with that person. They ended up in the nut house like three times and it was from not taking care of their spiritual thing. And what happened is, oh, good looks. What happened is this person, for years and years and years, they always took care of their spiritual frame every Sunday. Every Sunday for over a decade. 
like almost two decades, every Sunday they had their rituals, they had their things that they did with their spirits. Then they got a boo. Mm-hmm. A few years into having that relationship, they decided on their own that they were going to change it to now every full moon. So they were going to do everything once every full moon. Then after, some, after a year of doing that, they decided they was quitting altogether. They weren't taking care of nothing. From there, the person started little by little. So the person I was talking to was the boo. Okay, I was talking to the boo because the boo is like trying to get the relationship fixed. And what I explained to the person who's the boo is there's nothing you can do because this person has to fix things with their spirits. Because if they don't fix things with their spirits, they're going to be crazy as fuck. So therefore, you're trying to talk to them and make sense to them. But they're talking to you crazy because their spirits are driving them crazy. So, huh? Yeah, and like changing the wrong perceptions. So your, and the client that you were dealing with was the... Was or, not the spiritual worker. No, it was the, the boo of that. The boo of the worker. Damn. But she, she broke up with the boo. And she went crazy on the boo. Mm. She beat the boo with a hammer. Yeah, okay. She ended up arrested. She ended up in jail. She ended up in the nut house, etc. But like, because I could see that the person that she was with was like a spiritually involved. They weren't a spiritual worker for other people. They were for themselves. Since I could see that, I was like, well, if you paid attention, I was like, when your boo switched to start doing things once a month, did you notice like, they started going like little touches of crazy, started acting a little bit crazy. And they're like, yeah, actually, like I did notice that. But like, I'm not spiritual, so I can't tell her what to do. I, it's not my place. Right. <laughs> so then I was like, and then from the time that the person stopped serving altogether, you can notice that like the crazy went like a hundredfold. And they're like, yeah, basically, like that was when everything went really crazy. So one of the side effects of someone who has a spiritual frame that's strong with them and they don't take care of it is that they end up cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They end up crazy as hell. Another thing is that many people end up sick or they have all kinds of tragedy after tragedy after tragedy back to back to back to back to back to back. And at times this even happens with people who are quote unquote taking care of their spiritual frame, but it's because they're not doing so properly. So when someone's not doing something properly, things don't work the way they should. And so they will experience similar types of problems and situations. Is it realistic though to like, feel like or have think like think things should be good all the time like, no it's not realistic like Mm-mm. you know there's like things that you might change in life or like growth i mean like what's an appropriate expectation for somebody that mm-hmm. maybe like has you know has their spirit takes care of them but an appropriate expectation is that 80 percent of the time things should run smoothly So, like, if you have a year, 80% of the year should run smoothly. You shouldn't have a problem in every aspect of your life. There's going to be problems that pop up in some areas. And in those areas, they may take shorter or longer to work them out. 
But it shouldn't be like you have a problem in every single area in your life. That's one. Number two is most of the year should be pretty smooth. Also, what I say is like <clears throat> you shouldn't be having a constant string of major tragedies and major fallouts. So like if you have a fallout here and there, that's normal. That's part of life. Everyone has falls that fallouts sometimes. But you shouldn't have like tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy, like back to back to back to back. And one also has to be very clear because so like if someone in your family dies, it's a tragedy, but it's not about you. So therefore, it's not that somebody died because of you. It's because people die. So that doesn't count as like a major tragedy right. that you had in your life that you caused or that was a, as a result of your spiritual frame. You know, if you have a 90-some-year-old person in your family, they're probably going to die at some point. Or it's about that individual. So some people will be like, I've had so many tragedies this year. But when you talk to them, what they say is like, I've had a lot of people die around me. Or I've had a lot of people die. But that's not about you. That's about those other people. Do you understand? So that doesn't count as like something bad that's happened to you. Now, if you're going to, like, you have a car accident, and then right after the car accident, like, you lose your job. And then right after that, you fall sick. And then right after that, like, you break your foot. And then right after that, like, if you're going through this, like, right. yeah, now it should be an indicator, like, something's not being done right, something's off, like, something's not working. People that are like around others, because like sometimes you know, like you have to know yourself to a certain level to know what's yours versus other people's too. Mm -hmm. And then like sometimes when you're adding in people, or maybe you're getting to know them, or maybe you're like at a new job or something, and there's like new people. Um, what's like something people can do I guess like how do how do you know what's for some people like what's yours or what's like you know being just in the presence of maybe Somebody some else. other factors that yeah, that really is something that comes with development. Like, only development is gonna let you know like, oh, this is mine versus that being theirs. And also clarity, like being clear on the fact like everything in the world isn't a revolve around you type situation. So if you have a problem where you think everything revolves around you, then you're going to start like taking on other people's stuff that really has nothing to do with you, right? It's like sometimes when people have a friend who has a problem, they spend all this time upset because their friend has a problem. That's not your problem. That's your friend's problem. It's okay to be like empathetic, sympathetic for your friend. But when you start being angry all the time because your friend has a problem, that's gonna, you're taking on your friend's issues, that energy, and you're gonna create problems in your own life as a result of like you being angry all the time. And so, like, that's not really a you thing, but you've made it a you thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, so you took it on willingly. Right. Yep. And, and that's like another thing that's important to like keep clear too, like when you have gifts or when you like have abilities and you like can help people, for example, too, is like you know, keeping things clear. clear another thing is that's in your spiritual frame that's part of it is karma. And so karma means lessons that have yet to be learned. And this is another thing about where, you know, you can't think like if you're doing everything spiritually, everything is just going to be also awesome all the time. Because we learn the biggest lessons usually when there's problems. Yeah. Problems teach us lessons, not necessarily like peace and everything going well. So... And that causes stagnation. Exactly. So, like, you have to know when the issue that you're facing is a karmic issue or a karmic lesson. And the way that we use the word karma is different. So, the way that we use the word karma here typically is, like, in a sense of, like, oh, that person did something bad, so something bad's going to happen to them. Whereas, the way we use the word karma, it means that something's incomplete, Karma means incomplete. So what it means, the karma that comes by is to complete the cycle. So karma is like something got started, it didn't get finished. When the karma shows up, it's trying to complete the cycle. You can at that time complete the cycle and be done with it, learn the lesson, and that clears it, it'd be done with it. Or you could not learn the lesson, which just kind of restarts opens up the beginning of the cycle again. And then at some point, the end of the cycle is going to have to come back around to see if you can learn the lesson. So karma is a big part. And that's not really much you can do to avoid it spiritually. It's more of um, you can grow spiritually. And if you grow spiritually, you can learn the lesson quicker or learn the lesson easier without having to go through a shitstorm in order to learn the lesson. And if you're listening. If you're listening, exactly. So that makes it a lot smoother and that makes it easier. But you can't skip out on the lesson. So sometimes some of the issues people try to resolve are karmic. And they're trying to use like magic or spiritual work to get away from the karma to skip out on it. But... That's not going to work. And so the only thing that's going to help them kind of like make it smoother, not as bad, is basically to grow spiritually. If they evolve spiritually, then they can avoid it being a major issue. This is why we say like a lot of times spiritual people... Think like because they're spiritual that everything should be good all the time and they should never have an issue. And that's not being spiritual, actually. Right. That's actually being it's no different than like a Christian who prays. Right. And the Christian prays. And the moment that everything goes bad, they feel like, oh, God isn't listening to my prayers. God doesn't care. Yeah. Or I did something wrong. Which then says that your prayers prior were simply manipulations. You weren't actually praying. You were trying to manipulate. 
to make sure that you didn't have nothing go wrong for you. Or have it your way. Yeah, or have it your way, make things smooth, make things easy. Being spiritual doesn't mean that you'll never have a problem. And in fact, being spiritual can accelerate your problems quicker so that you can learn lessons quicker. So it can accelerate the karma. So then it seems like a whole bunch of bad shit is happening really quickly, but it's to accelerate the lessons. So then that way, if you can get through the lessons quicker, you come out to the other side. Right. So there's times where when someone's doing spiritual work and meaning they're working on their growth, things actually become worse before they become better. And that worst sector is a period of growth time for them. It's up to them whether they're going to take that time and grow from it or if they're going to allow it to kind of like sink them back down. But sometimes when you're making a lot of growth, a lot of problems happen back to back to back to back to back. And it's just to get you out of the rut, get you grown. Yeah, that's part of the karmas too. Like when you cleanse, when you cleanse, certain things come out. It's a detox and what comes out may create karmas, may have karmas that are attached to them or lessons that are attached to them. Mm -hmm. A very common thing like that happens like when we cleanse people, a lot of people say like, Oh, you know, I went through this cleansing and now like everyone went away from me. Like I would, everybody like started to fall away. And then after a certain period of time, it's very normal. Certain people come back. So like what's happened actually is when you were going through the cleanse, everything needed to be removed in order for you to have space to heal and to grow and to cleanse. Some people will come back. Of those people that come back, some people come back for good. They were just gone simply because you needed space to heal, right? Other people... They might have needed to cleanse too, right? They like might have needed people, something to go through. And they get the lesson and then they're like, oh, I'm going to step it up a little bit. Exactly. Other people will come back simply because there's a karma left to fi- resolve with them. So what happens is with those people, when they come back into your life... If you resolve the karma with them, they leave again. So they left during your cleansing and your growth so that you can grow and heal. So that when they came back, you could face the challenge of whatever karmic connection you have going on with them. When they come back around, if you're able to deal with whatever that is and resolve it, they disappear again. And so, and some people are pushed out simply because they're just really no good for you. In which case, in which case, they often don't come back at all. Yeah, they're being removed. So a lot of times when people come back, people say like, well, should I deal with this person or not deal with that person? But that's where it's like your time to start to learn to listen to your spiritual abilities simply because some people that are coming back, you're meant to deal with in order to clear shit up and they're going to leave your life. Right. Other people who are coming back into your life are meant for you to clear shit with them and they'll stick around after shit's been cleared with them. Certain people left your life simply because you needed to grow and as long as they were there, it wasn't going to happen. Right. And they might come back, but there was nothing wrong with them to begin with. Like, there was nothing wrong with that relationship. And then other people just simply won't come back. But they were good for you at that level, right? 
they were good for you when you were there. Yeah, when you were at that stage in your evolution. But now, like, you've outgrown them. They've outgrown you where you've grown in different directions. So then they don't come back at all. So basically you said you need to know if they do come back. If they do come back, that's where you got to check in with your spirit and find out, like, is this a person that's coming back to stay? Is this a person that's coming back for me to fix something with them so that they can move move it along? You're good. So that they can move it along? Or is this a person that is, like, going to be here temporarily or we've outgrown each other? And that's kind of, like, it's very common when you cleanse that people leave. So it's very common when they come back. This is something you got to evaluate about that particular connection and that relationship and also see, like, what was going in versus what was coming out, right? Because a lot of times we get accustomed to uh, connections and relationships around us with people and we lose track of whether or not those relationships are healthy or they may have been healthy to begin with, but eventually over time they become unhealthy. And so then sometimes there's relationships where you're putting in energy and very little is returning or you're not willing to put in energy at which point it needs to be let go. Because you're not willing to because of maybe things that have happened in the past between you and that particular relationship. And so that cleansing is also a great time to kind of like reset boundaries. But resetting boundaries is not a mental process, which is why people always ask like, well, how do I make better boundaries? You can't make better boundaries. Boundaries are a side effect. Better boundaries are a side effect of growth. When you grow, there's certain things you will not no longer tolerate, period, point blank, amen. So and a boundary is not needed. You don't need to think like, oh, is this person encroaching upon my boundaries? Because it's you, it goes with. Yeah, it automatically clashes and you're like, yeah, I'm not fucking with you no more. Or is that like when your spirits step in? Like, as far as like, it's like absolutely not like, um, you know, you're not like telling the person kind of, I don't know, there are different boundaries. There are different boundaries and sometimes your spirit has to step in simply because actually you haven't cleared something for yourself with that person that you're allowing that person to like step in on the boundaries Sometimes that it could be something as simple as like pity. So I was speaking with someone like last week, right? So it could be something like, I feel bad for not talking to my mom. That's a common one. Okay. Or I feel bad because it's my mom and I'm supposed to talk to my mom. So I feel bad for not talking to my mom. But in actuality, like your mom is a blood sucking vampire bitch. Okay, so that is something that wasn't cleared was the programming of the belief that because it's your mom, you have to have a relationship with her or you have to deal with her. It sounds a little rough. However, the truth is your mom and your dad aren't anything but random ass bitches that happen to give birth to you. They're just random people. They're, you think like it's something all so special, they're so special, they're your family. 
They're not your family. They're the family of your body, not the family of your spirit. And so this is why a lot of times spiritual people, they are the, (laughs) maybe, maybe. My mother never changed any of my diapers. Okay. Okay. They they did change your diaper for a little bit, you know, but maybe. That's not always true, right? Because, like, my mother never changed any of mine, right? Neither did my father. I was raised by my grandmother, like, on day three. So, like, uh, the hospital people changed me. So, So, even that. And so, that's why, like, a lot of spiritual people have this big thing. And that's another thing. It brings me about to, because it it reminds me of something. A lot of people think like in order to get closure, they need to have a conversation. You do not need to have a conversation to have closure. In fact, having a conversation is exactly how you don't get closure. True. Because when you have that conversation with that person, you're expecting that person to be on the same page with you. And that they're thinking like you, that they're perceiving like you, that they're right there alongside of you. Having a conversation almost never gives anyone closure. Instead, it just opens up another can of worms. I'll give you an example. We had someone that, you know, they're older. They don't have a problem with their mom since they were a teenager, et cetera, et cetera. Someone else here, you know, thinking it a good idea. Thinking it, this is why I say, like, don't advise your brothers and sisters. Thinking it a good idea was, like, you really need to talk to your mom and have clo- so you can have a conversation, so you can have closure, so you could get over it, and da-da-da-da-da. What ended up happening, the person went and had that conversation. What ended up happening was this person's mother wouldn't admit any wrongdoing at any point. So, therefore... All that happened with this person is they ended up more frustrated, more angry, more it's now it's deeper in there. Say so the they're now mad at the their brother, their sister in this case. Now they're mad at their spiritual sister because you sent me on this dummy mission where nothing was gonna change. The mother, and this is really common, I think, I don't know. It might just be my experience, but it's very common amongst um, the baby boomer generation, I would say, is that the mother could just not admit any wrongdoing at any point ever. And whatever it was that he was saying that happened, basically, she was like, yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. That didn't happen that way. It wasn't like that. I wasn't there. Denial, exactly. Meanwhile, she was right there. Okay? So that doesn't lead anywhere. So a lot of times people think, like, I need to have a conversation to have closure. That's such bullshit. You don't need a conversation almost never gives anyone closure. Because very few people that you're going to go and have a conversation with are going to accept full responsibility and accountability for their shit. And when they don't, all that's going to do is going to end up pissed off, frustrated, holding on to it more and more and holding on to the more of the fact like I'm right, this other person is wrong. And, and so you're not really seeing clear, which is the same reason I say about the mother and the father. So when people think of their mother and their father, 
they're looking at their in their mind mom is supposed to be like i don't know what her name was but the brady bunch mother and the dad is supposed to be the brady bunch father Okay, but you're not taking into account that these people are not just a mother or father. They're a person, right? If your mother had you when she was like 20 or like 17, she was a teen mom, okay? She was not a grown woman. So how can you expect her to have raised you like Miss Brady Bunch? She's not going to. Your idea of how a mother or a father is supposed to be is so from far off from reality, right? And so a lot of people, like, they think, you know, I had issues with my dad, da-da-da-da-da, I want to have a conversation to have closure, etc., etc. No, it's not about that. You may need to have a conversation with yourself, with the spirit of that person, not with the intention that that person can give you closure. Only you can give you closure. You need to get off your chest whatever you need to get off your chest. You're better off talking with the spirit of the person rather than a person in their body. Yeah. Okay? It's easier to get closure with a dead person. Okay? Why? Because when a motherfucker is in their body... Ten times worse, they're not going to accept any accountability or responsibility for any of the shit that happened to you, etc. They're going to do everything to deny, deny, deny. Okay? So, a lot of times, people... That's not just with mothers and fathers. People do that with their relationships, too. Like, someone broke up with me. He disappeared. He ghosted me. I need a conversation to have closure about that. The closure is he ghosted you. That's the closure. It's closed. Done. You no longer exist to him. That's closure. How much more closed can you get? Okay? If he's not willing to talk to you, the door is completely shut. It's slammed shut, locked, throw away the key. There's no need to have a conversation about it. You need to work out and resolve what's going on with you that you feel like this person is there to provide you closure. Anybody who seeks these things from people outside of them is only a fool. Those things, closure, self-respect, things like that, no one can give them to you. So if you're looking for someone outside of you to give them to you, then you're a fool. And number two, you're a fool because most people are never going to give them to you. They're never going to give them to you because they benefit more from you not having it than from you having it. Like I had someone, she was looking for from closure for from this person. Even the person gave her proper closure, but she didn't like the answer. That's part of the problem with the conversation. Yeah. He told her straight up, this is what he told her. You're right. I'm a total narcissist. I don't give a fuck about anybody but my damn self. I don't give a fuck about my kids. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about my my wife. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. 
I give a fuck about myself and only myself. As long as I'm good, the world's good. I don't give a fuck. I'll sleep in my motherfucking car before I go ahead and do anything for anybody. I'll never give you anything because I've never given anyone anything. I use people. I get people for their shit. That's what I do. I used you. But I thought I loved you. But I still used you. And you're absolutely right. If you deal with me again, I probably will use you again. So you're right. I'm a narcissist. All of that is true. And I'm not even fighting with you. I'm not trying to say I'm not a narcissist. I'm telling you I am 100% a narcissist. And I like it. And I'm not going to change. And that's just who I am. Either you like it or you don't. Right? Then... She said whatever she had said, and then he was like, well, then, so now that we're clear, do you want to fuck now? Okay, again, he's, he just told you, and now he's telling you again at the end of you saying everything you had to say. He's like, basically, how can I use you for what I need you for right now? And he told her, and when I do, I'm going to toss you away. I'm going to throw you out like I have in the past. So... They're not seeking closure, actually. They're not seeking closure, and, and you have to be ready if you're really looking for closure, whatever they say. Exactly. Like so that, now... Then you have to either sleep with him because you accept being used, or move along. So now, she's happy for, like, a blip in time. Like, he finally admitted it, da-da-da-da-da, you know, etc. She's happy, right? But at the end of the day, that didn't change the closure. Like, she didn't feel like everything was now closed. What more is there to say? Yeah. It doesn't matter. So even though he was willing to give you what you said you needed for closure, it didn't close shit. You're still mad. So he told you what you needed. He admitted it all. He talked very clearly. He took accountability. All of that shit. And it's still not going to give you closure. Instead, now you're frustrated as to the why. Right? And he already told you why. Because that's who the fuck I am. And I'm not going to change. That's it. You don't need no magical, mystical reason why, etc., etc. So, that's kind of a big thing when it comes to people. And, like, dealing with various causas. Because, really, that in that case, right there, that's a karma. Where she keeps going around this cycle, going around this cycle, going around this cycle, hoping for something different. He keeps on showing his ass, showing his ass, showing his ass. She keeps on kissing that showed ass, kissing that showed ass, kissing that showed ass. And so, therefore, she keeps on in the cycle, right? And she thought that changed something. But, like, I explained to her that day, and then I explained to her three months later when I spoke with her. It didn't change anything. Because right now, it's been three months since that. And you're talking to me on the phone about that shit that happened three months ago. And you're still stalking his page. Okay? Like, you're still stalking him. So, it didn't close shit down for you. You need to stop looking for him to give you a closure because it's not going to happen. He can't give it to you. You have to give it to yourself. You got to come to that wake up like, hey, 
not, not only hey, but hey, he admitted it. He said it. He told you he don't give a damn about his kid. He said to her, like, basically, that bitch could fall off the face of the earth. As long as I'm good, I'm good. Like, he's not going to care about you. That's not the way he's designed. What you, that person can't understand is this person doesn't feel feelings the way you feel feelings. She's someone who's in touch with feeling feelings. He's not. That's part of what makes him a narcissist, right? So he doesn't care that deep. And so he can't give you what you're looking for. And so that's part the same way like the guy with his mother. She can't give you what you're looking for because she can't accept to admit being wrong. And so she'll never admit she's wrong. Because to admit she's wrong, it, it means a whole bunch of other stuff for her. For her, in her mind, it's like, well, that means I'm not a good Christian because she's a Christian. So I'm not a good Christian. I've never been any good. It means all these other things when in reality, it just means like you did this fucked up shit. It was fucked up. I want you to say you did it. That's it. But she'll never admit it because also part of that gives a hook to keep things going. So as long as he's continuing to look for her to be accountable in this particular instance, he's going to continue to be around her. Mm. He's still hooked with that wound. He can't just cut her off. Me? I could cut you off faster than people can judge you. And feel good about it. And forget you, actually. Forget that you even existed. Forget your name. Like, I will totally forget you. Why? Because I don't need closure from people. Part of that is part of that spiritual work and spiritual growth when you're working with your spiritual frame. When you're working with your frame, you're working with your causas, you're working with your karmas, you're working with your spiritual abilities, and all that's working together, eventually you stop needing so much from other people. You stop looking for other people to fill in all these things for you. And that's a big part of problem that people who aren't spiritual have, is they're looking for other humans to fill in all these gaps. Where other humans are incapable doing of doing it. that for you. They may want to do it. Right. No, no. Because no, that's what all, a lot of people like. That's what they're out looking for. Mm-hmm. And the other person might want to do it. Yeah. But they might not be able to do it. And even if they do it their way, it might still not be good enough for you. So you might not be able to accept the way that they give it to you. You might not be able to accept the manner in which it comes. So even when they're doing it, you still might not be able to receive it. So that's what creates a whole hell of a lot of problems and where people are seeking all these things which only you can give to yourself. And through and the healing. Through the healing and the spirit. Only the spirit can give it to you by you listening right. and by you being on track with your abilities, who you are, your karma, where you're at in the process, and your spiritual frame. And people will, like, run themselves ragged looking for humans 
to give all these various pieces and looking for the one human that can give them all to you. And it's not okay. anything human that can give that to you. That's why you need the spirit. Like, that, they say that all the time. Like, yeah, you need something bigger than a human to be able to give it to you. A human cannot give you certain things. No. Okay? Most, most the humans... Huh? Most of the time they're asking for things. And most of the time, aside from them asking for things, when they give you, it's actually a giving in order to receive something. So it's not, the giving itself is not even clean. They're giving you something in, with already like, I'm giving David this incense burner and now David owes me whatever. So they're not giving even then because of you. They're giving because of whatever they think you owe them as a result of you giving something to them. And so what automatically happens is people give something and then they have an expectation of some type of return. And so they may only be giving in order to get something. And every once in a while, a human gives cleanly. Because everyone has periods of time in which spirit comes through. Sometimes you give and you just give. You don't expect any return. But that's very rare. And it's more common, I would say, amongst people who are working on themselves to develop right. spiritually than your average person. Right. Your average person doesn't even think that far ahead. Most average people do not think. Right now, the world is working on making everyone retarded, which is why everything is reverting back to pictures. Okay? Yeah, because people don't read. Okay? So when you were a baby, we used to have these big picture books with one word per page, like block. Red, orange, right? And now, because baby can understand pictures, but he can't understand language yet. And we're developing language. Now we're reverting backwards where everything is in pictures, whether that's like TikTok, Instagram, um, television, everything is picture form. Why? Because they're slowly working to retard the human mind. But that's a whole nother topic, nother and podcast. we're running out of time on this one. So, God bless all of you guys. Until next time you have something. Oh, you zombied out. Like, huh, huh. All right. So, God bless you guys. As always, like, comment, follow. You can leave responses in the Q&A and Spotify. And um, subscribe Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, send donation to Mystic House via Cash App, dollar sign Hector Salva, or help at mysticalwork.com via PayPal. We are having Fake Get It. This is being recorded beginning of November. Fake Get It is coming up on the 11th. I'm excited to see a lot of you guys. A lot of you guys are flying in. Thank you guys to everyone who's been sending donations and gifts to Mystic House. We already got a bunch of them. We love you guys lots. Many blessings. Keep the faith. Aibobo and all that good stuff.